everybody, and welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thank you. Got my first Good. dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, so... Congratulations. Thank you. I should tell the listeners, and you're you know... And you feeling okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, go get your vaccine if you're eligible to get one, you know? Yep. Go, oh, absolutely. This, Good reminder to everybody that it's important to uh, get these things because really you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for others. So, right. I mean, you're doing it for yourself. Especially too. if you're around vulnerable people. Yeah. So. Uh, and just I'll, a reminder, even if you have your vaccine, you can still transmit COVID to someone else. So yeah. keep wearing your mask and doing social distancing. Yeah, for sure. How's the weather? Here we. Um, it is nice out. It is. Oh man, my watch just stopped working. <laughs> uh oh. I was just looking at my Apple Watch to see what the temperature is. It's nice out. It's probably like 70. Okay. 75. It's 75. And it's a little cloudy, so it's like not too hot. So it's, it's uh, nice. How about you? It's 7 degrees Celsius, 45 Fahrenheit. And it's raining right now, but, you know, West Coast. That's Pacific Northwest. That's, right. That's, we're used to this. That's kind of standard. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, so this is going to be like your normal win- uh, winter temperature then. This is kinda. a little more into spring now, but yeah. Not winter. Like, We're in spring. <laughs> I have like no yeah. idea what season it is anymore. But here it's generally <laughs> winter, like, spring, whatever. like for most of the months, it's averaging around five to 10 degrees Celsius. So it's pretty we're pretty on average right now. So this is the part where I should say that this is not a substitute for mental health treatment, especially if I don't know what season it is. <laughs> yeah, we're not giving mental health advice. <laughs> But just in case, we're not real professionals. We're professionals in Gilmore. Yeah, Wilson. but I'm not. I'm not right. But I'm not in this capacity. No. Uh, and here we are wrapping up season one. What a journey it's been with the yes. finale, the twenty first episode, Love Daisies and Troubadours. Uh, what you know? It's crazy to think that we've been doing this and we're already through the first season. Um, you know. I like, know. It, Did they order a short first season? I mean, like, how many episodes has it been in the first season? Most of the seasons are uh, the same length, around 20 episodes each. So I think there's maybe... I can't like, believe we went through 20. Hmm? Yeah. We, we, I mean, we do two a week. Wow. So, but still, I mean... Huh. You know, it's nice Go that we, we've, been, we've been getting through it in good time. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I've got, you know, got a lot of people who have said that you know, this has been a nice thing for to, them to watch during COVID and, the, you know, them staying inside, oh, not socializing as much. I've had a lot of people say that, you know, they never would have watched the show if we hadn't started talking about it. So, Oh, good. I mean, it's comfort food TV. I think, you know, too, like during this pandemic, too, it's proven for myself and for others to be, you know, a source of like just, you know, kind of like warm comfort and, and kindness. And, you know, yeah, there's some drama, but, you know, it's also just kind of fun to watch too and just it's not right. you know there, there's some there's some things to keep you interested but you know it's also not necessarily a show that's going to like leave you on a downer note you know so right and it's not waking up in the middle of the night no processing what you've just seen so yeah but yeah here we are at the, the season finale of uh season one um Yay. and uh basic kind of synopsis of this one is that Lorelai and Max are getting a little more serious. Um, and, you know, meanwhile, Luke and Rachel are growing farther apart, uh, which 
ends with uh, Rachel leaving, which I thought was a great scene in that you get Rachel laying out, you know, that, hey, Luke, you're, you got to talk to Lorelai. You're obviously really into her. Um, yeah, so everybody knows except them. Yeah. Although they kind of know too. Yeah, we'll even see that when we talk. We'll get to season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the idea being that, yeah, like they know that Luke's not going to take it well, so they all kind of follow to see what his right. reaction will be. But on the next episode, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, basically, the this episode really kind of deals with two sort of B plots: your your Max Medina and your. Uh, Luke or Lorelai and then also um, Rory gets asked to see PJ Harvey by Tristan who thinks PJ Harvey is a guy and right. Tristan just proves once again that he's just the, one of the worst people he's just the worst <laughs> another Tristan bashing episode I'm so surprised well, that we're going to do that <laughs> we can't get through an episode without without too much length of time um, to see Tristan again. What a uh, it's so easy to dislike him. It really so is. easy. Because what, he asks out <laughs> Rory and Rory politely declines. You know, she's not too rude right. about it. And he then no, goes she could have been much more rude. Hmm? Yeah, and then he goes and he taught he lies to Paris to create conflict with Paris, which that kind of upset me just so because like I thought that mm-hmm. I keep getting this impression that like Rory and Paris are doing okay. They're starting to be friends, and then shit like this happens, and I'm just like, ugh, they they can't seem to stay friends. Later. Yeah, yeah, right. But no, totally. and, and instead of, but instead of you know talking to Rory and kind of working through stuff and saying you know and listening to her and saying you know I said no to Tristan and he's telling you that you know blah blah blah, she Paris is just happy to hate on her. Which is yeah. kind of interesting yeah. that she doesn't even listen to her. I can't tell if that's just the character fault of Paris or if that's just writing. Like, I think they like to keep Paris they... semi-antagonistic towards Rory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would I'm, agree with that. I'm not a fan. Like, I, I kind of, you know, it seems realistic that they share so many traits that they would be friends eventually. So. It seems it seems a little overwrought at this point. Yeah, I get it because they're trying to build up drama, but mm-hmm. come on. Um, also, my favorite, one of my favorite little side towny characters, the town troubadour. He gets a lot of. Oh yeah, time I thought of you. Yeah. Uh huh. I always like the troubadour. This is one of your favorite characters. I just, yeah, I just. And it like... turns turns out there's a competitive a, a competitive a competing troubadour. Which by the end of the episode, they learn to be friends which i thought was such a nice little warming message at the end he was whistling with yeah and the town meeting which i always like those Hmm? yeah um and yeah a lot of this episode too is rory trying to talk to dean again and you know starts with her going to his house and talking to his sister which (laughs) she ends up scaring the sister which i thought was pretty funny because she means well, but she's also trying to be great right. too, and it just backfired. Didn't um, she say she was selling Girl Scout cookies, or what? What was her story? Yeah, she like was, she came up with she on was spot. selling Girl Scout cookies, and then she's like, "Well, you're not wearing a uniform." She goes, "Oh yeah, we're trying this new modern thing," and um, <laughs> and then yeah, the at the actual uh, town meeting, Rory has that whole thing where she's 
you know, standing up for the troubadour, but, you know, also, quote unquote, you know, letting out her feelings be known about how she feels about uh, Dean. Right. That was um, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. It, it, you know, is it had that great double meaning. So you kind of mm-hmm. knew what it, what she, where she was coming from, but obviously for a right. lot of the other characters, they go, "Well, I didn't know you were that passionate about the troubadours." Right. About <laughs> troubadours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then we find out that food is not allowed in the meetings, and that's a bone of contention with yeah. the mayor. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and, they, and well, then what, what did she say? Well, just like you know, just ignore him, and eventually he'll stop talking about. It. He just gets confused, or what yeah. did she say? Like just come up with, just talk about something random, she and he derails his train of thought so that he gets confused. So she just brings up like random words, and he gets confused and forgets where he was at. So right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Also, too, there's the weird thing at the beginning of this episode I didn't mention, but like where uh. Lorelai goes out and she thinks that she sees Luke, but then Luke's not there. And I'm like, that's weird. I thought that was what? Like... Yeah. yeah. Where was that? It was at the opening of the episode where um, Lorelai hears banging and she goes outside to tell Luke to. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and I was like, that's weird. Like, is she just. But <laughs> I was. Wait. <laughs> so she went out there and she saw him working on the house, right? Yeah, but then he wasn't there. But I thought he left. No, it made it, like I got the implication that like he just was not there at all, and she was just imagining so things. They're getting into some some magical surrealism stuff, um, and it's and I noticed this in the first episode of the next season too, and we'll talk about that in the next episode of the podcast. But mm. they're getting into some kind of I'm trying to think of what the right word is. It's called is it magical realism? Like if you watch um, Jane the Virgin, there's some of that in there too. Um, it definitely seems of, a little like elevated reality. I think like not quite. Real, yes, that's like, that's how to describe it. Yeah, I think it's like magical realism or something. Yeah, yeah where she goes out and she thinks she hears him because that was that was kind of different for the tone of the show. Yeah, when that happened, that was a surprising. I was like, huh? I wasn't quite so. a fan. If I'm being completely honest, you know, for me, it like, kind of seemed. Yeah, like out of genre. I can't say that the show doesn't really do too much, too many sort of like scenes like that. There are like a few moments. There's one um, in the revival that I absolutely love that we'll get to, and I'll mention when we get to it. But yeah, yeah. for the most part, the show doesn't do do, do stuff like that. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. it just took me out a little bit. It was a little weird to be like, oh, like why should I be now questioning <laughs> Lorelai's sanity? Um, like she's hallucinating him. Yeah. But I thought he was there and then left. But no, it's no, interesting like, that we had two different takes on. Okay. Yeah, because my oh, interpretation right. was um, the the neighbor, um, that Patty. Um, I forget the one with the cat. Yeah. The lady, the lady um, with the cat that beat Nakazmi. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she was the one that was saying like, "Oh, you're waking up, everybody. Like, what are you doing?" And then Rory comes out and you know she says, "Oh, Luke was here." She's like, "Yeah, sure." And it's like, "Come on, let's go." So it's like, oh, okay. I, I'm probably reading. Wait, a little okay, so I think they probably just no. I thought it. I thought he was actually there and he left, but your explanation makes more sense. So my brain filled in something that wasn't there. I, I'm not. A, I don't know if I'm a. I'm a fan it of it. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they tried to. Go, I don't know if they've done magical realism before, but I. It was interesting foray into it, and it kind. Yeah. It was kind of fell flat. Yeah. So. 
Um, but you do have Luke like showing up at Lorelai's house and helping, and you find out it's because he's just not used to Rachel being around. And um, Wait, that, he was really there. Well, that was later on, though. <laughs> that was later on. Oh, like, yeah. Like he does. It's funny. I think my brain is just was so confused by this and just erased it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm like, I know he was there like at certain points, but I don't think he was there at the beginning. It's weird, but um, I did. Uh, so I, I did appreciate that. Like when as I'm watching this, I noticed that. Yeah, you you get kind of get like a little bit of Luke being like, "Hey, you know, like I'm just not used to having someone around the house," which I thought was really honest of him to just say like, "Hey, I'm just not mm-hmm. used to somebody expecting me to be home." So, but didn't uh, you say like I think you said in one of the episodes that he's like the anecdote to toxic masculinity? And the the more that I see that character, the more it's it's yeah, he's just pretty open with his feelings and is okay to being vulnerable and like he's masculine. He's not you know, feminine or anything, but he is also open to his feelings in the way that like, I think it's a very good representation of masculinity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not entirely, he is, you know, masculine and closed himself off. But at the same time too, he's not totally infeminate either. He's a good balance. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of guys could probably benefit from finding a balance between being open with their feelings, but also being masculine as well. So. Which I can see how that character appeals to everyone. Yeah. Right? Because he's just a real guy that shares his feelings and what you see is what you get. And I can see why people wanted him to continue on the show. Because you said he was only supposed to be on for, what, a couple episodes or something? Or just a background yeah. character? He something? was only supposed to be on for the first episode and that was it or something like that. But he made such an impression mm-hmm. that kept him around. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can see why he's popular now. Luke, he's, he's the anti-Tristan. He's the anti-Tristan, you know, and this is why Tristan's just terrible because when you see people Ugh. like Luke, you're like, this is why I don't like Tristan. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, but speaking of comparing to different guys, we did get a big scene between Max Medina and Luke, which I absolutely love this scene. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's two guys sizing each other up, which is pretty common. I think for Mm -hmm. a lot of men, like when you first meet a guy, you sort of are, who is this person? What, you know, like you're trying to get a read on this person, but because Mm -hmm. it's also two people who obviously are romantically interested in Lorelai, it kind of became a bit of a, yeah, as Lorelai puts it, the dick swinging contest. So, um, yeah, I thought that that scene was great, and the interchange back and forth between them was so great. They, um, you know, oh, you know, we'll talk later. Oh, but you know, she's gonna be out late, so you won't be talking later tonight. You're gonna probably talk tomorrow, but maybe not like too early tomorrow. Probably later tomorrow. And it just, it was a great scene because it was two guys who clearly are like, you know, pretty, pretty intellectual and pretty, you know, right. uh, articulate in their thoughts and feelings. Just really going toe to toe, um, yep. But uh, yeah, uh, which leads to I I don't know how you feel about Max proposing to Lorelai. He didn't even really propose. It was such like a. Did, well, I mean, he did, but I I don't know. I'm not a Max fan, so no, I'm not either. I'm, and it seems to me like they have this cycle of toxicity that ends with him making yeah. a grand gesture and it just I, I mean just in life in general like if you're in a toxic 
cycle with somebody making a grand gesture doesn't fix the issue it just breaks that cycle temporarily but you're going to get back into it eventually right and then you get a honeymoon phase yeah, yeah. and and the, what i was thinking with all the flowers is there's got to be people at that this is at the hotel right so there's got to be people at the hotel that have allergies so i was just really annoyed <laughs> yeah, i didn't think of that because, but yeah, you're right like they would there'd be people i mean that could be a health issue yeah and what a waste of money like couldn't you put the i mean i'm i'm just a Max Medina hater, I guess. But I, yeah, I, couldn't you put the money for something else? I'm not a fan of Max Medina either. And I gotta say Like I, why not like a couple? Why do why did you have to do a thousand? You don't have to do a thousand. But that's the toxicity, right? Is like it's overdone. Well, I think she mentioned in the earlier thing, like, oh, a proposal has she to did. have a, a thousand yellow daisies. But you don't have to do a thousand. That's yeah. I mean Well, I think come on. he was taking what Lorelai said literally. I get it. But yeah, as right. as, I'm not I'm. I mean, I'm not. I'm like don't eat the instead. I really don't like Max Medina. I mean, I think you and I are right. both not Max fans, which is no totally. Now, fair. who do you who do you dislike more? Do you dislike Tristan or Max more? Good question. I think I they're both pretty equal. See, I can see I just speechless. <laughs> I mean, probably Tristan because I think he's more malicious. Well, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, he's slimy. Like, yeah. Max, I think, is trying. I just think how he goes about doing things and he's also not really following. He doesn't acknowledge he doesn't seem aware of his issues at the same time, too. So I don't know. I they're both pretty yeah, terrible. Yeah. But also too, <laughs> if we're gonna talk about toxic men in this episode, Dean was not exactly a, an all time MVP in this episode either. Him going and seeing Justin and freaking out because uh, he sees Tristan with Rory when that's weird. Yeah, yeah, that was uncomfortable. There's yeah. no context for that. He doesn't know, and he's all of a sudden freaking out. And I think if you're looking at Dean, he does have a very strong jealousy streak. Where I think he gets a little blinded yeah. by his jealousy, and he gets a little angry, a little like almost like some mild rage issues. I, I'm noticing that with him yeah. because. Even when you look at him at the dance with Tristan, like he definitely was elevating that and escalating that in a way that I don't think was necessarily healthy. Um, no, there's something that that says to me possible abuse in the future. Mm. Um, because of the because of the stuff like being at the school, they're not together anymore. So if Tristan is carrying her books, or I think it was carrying her books, yeah, that's not his place to flip out about. And that's you know? such so a- it, it just seems. It's such a nothing thing. Like it's not like they were kissing or making out. Right. Like he had her books. Like, that's that's not it. Right. It's not something to. It's to like if he only knew. Well, I mean, I guess they had the history of the dance too. But still, it, there's something about him that I don't trust. He seems a little sketchy and. Yeah, I, I'm just, I just thought it'd be interesting to mention because I think some people are going to watch this and go, "Oh, Dean's a great guy," but I don't think he is. Like I think he's. I mean, he's not as no. bad as Tristan, that's for sure. But I think he's definitely got some points. <laughs> that's our yardstick against which we'll measure all characters. <laughs> yeah. How how Tristan are they? How bad? Right, how, right. On a yeah. scale of one Tristan to ten Tristans. On a scale of Tristan to Luke, how bad are they? Um, right. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Tristan to Luke scale. I think Dean, yeah. Dean falls a little closer to the Tristan side of things. But I, I just mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. You know what? I think... At the end of the season, most of the men in the show, except for Richard and Luke, are terrible. <laughs> but, well, maybe Jackson. Jackson's okay. Yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, well, and then because he's got, and then and then there's um, Burke, who always has something going on. Oh, Kirk's yeah. Kirk's even become annoying. Kirk's just kind of like uh, he seems like the kind of guy. He's who, a little bit of comedic relief sometimes. I think he also seems like a kind Maybe. of guy who later down the road would definitely vote for Trump. If... <laughs> <laughs> just just put that out there. Kirk, Kirk seems like a mega hack kind of guy. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I really, uh, I'm really looking forward to your Gilmore Girls thesis about political affiliation and characters. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, you know, like Luke. I feel like would have voted for Trump the first time, but the second time he would have been like, "This was a mistake." Oh, really? The first time? Interesting. I feel like he would probably be like, he would probably buy into it. Yeah. Anyways. Ah, so what what tells you that? Because now I want to know what is it about him that, that would tell you that? I feel like he would definitely get caught up in Trump's whole like thing of making America great again, but then he would actually see it in practice oh, and he'd be like context. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people because the stuff he stands for is is not on that agenda. So yeah. yeah, but I I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like if he took it out of context or something. Yeah. yeah. I think he would probably like he would he would have voted once, and then he would have been like, "No, I'm voting for Biden the second." What did I do? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, Lorelai goes to the inn to see what's going on. There's a big order of daisies that we find out Max has shipped to the uh-huh. inn, which again, I don't know, probably problematic because yeah, people will have allergies. Also, too, like that took <laughs> up their the entire freaking like. The inn's not a big place. Like, it's not a huge inn to begin right. with. And it looked like he just took up, like, the entire place. And I'm like, oh, well, that's just kind of a jerk right. move. Like, at least ship it, it to our it house. Seemed, it seemed manipulative to me. Yeah. It I also, don't know. It also was a grand gesture, which I I generally, with grand gestures, I'm a little questionable on if somebody does something like that. Because it tells mm-hmm. me, like, what are you compensating for? And in this case... You know, uh, you know, they had that big fight and, you know, in his words, things got weird and, you know, he proposed and that backfired and then he's he does the grand gesture. But it's also telling for Lorelai that she doesn't immediately say yes. You know, she obviously, right. you know, is, is rational enough. She also said no to Christopher this season. So, yeah. right. Look at but, and, but she does call Max Medina so that she gets the flowers. Yeah. I don't remember their conversation. It was a very nothing conversation. I was like, thank you. Yeah, blah, blah, it was blah. something like, you know, how much he loves her and all this. And part of me is like, yeah, yeah, Max. I'll okay. just get rid of you. I'm done so, with you. And the, the whole thing about Lorelai or Rory getting so excited doesn't kind of make sense to me. Because here she's looking at a potential stepfather that's also her English teacher. And you know what issues she's had with that before. Yeah. But now all of a sudden she's all for it and it seems such an about face to how she was prior to this and how creepy he was talking about you know like how are things with you and dean and that like revealing to her that that he and lorelei were seeing each other you know like that was creepy but Lori all of a sudden forgets all the issues she's had with him and just gets very happy for her mom instead of going wait a second you're marrying my english teacher i don't think there was a moment where that came into play no, they've kind of brushed that under the rug, which seems to me like they, I don't know. It would have That's been a- nice if, like, there was maybe a little bit more of an explanation by Rory as to why, you know, she didn't 
she was okay right. with this or something. Because there's even the scene when they go to the town meeting together and Rory seems totally fine with it. Like, they're out in public. Like, you would right. think you'd be a little bit more upset by that, but... Yeah. But again, stepfather that's her teacher. And... and yeah. I mean, that... it It's like we missed part of the show. It, where they talked about how Rory got okay with this or something. My... My interpretation, because I do agree with you on this, I think it's more just bad writing. Like, I think they literally just forgot that. <laughs> like, they skipped a part, yeah. They, they, they literally They're like, forgot okay, that. We'll, just, we'll just file this away. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this I'm doesn't fit our plot. The show is not completely perfect in terms of writing. They, it does have their misfires. Um, but I'm I'm actually kind of intrigued that you actually picked up on that because, you know, like, yeah. That, that is something that I would say probably to me just comes up as like a bad writing misfire. Like they just totally forgot would, that. Would that, would that qualify as like bad character continuity? Um, because it just, so yeah. I, I mean, think they could have done a whole B plot about her having issues with the marriage, but they just yeah. kind of over that. I think too, like it would have been interesting if like you even had like a little scene where Rory just says like, Something along the lines of like, oh, I've always, I've wanted a, a dad in my life, or something like that. Like something where maybe you transition her into what she's like now, or maybe she just says like, I'm not, still not a fan of Max, but I'm doing this for you, or something like that. But there wasn't. Really and she doesn't even talk to her best friend about it, right? No. I mean, I don't remember her having a discussion with Lane. Like, wow, this is weird. My mom's marrying my English teacher. Yeah. No, I I agree. Maybe I, talk about it off camera. <laughs> I, I mean, I chalk it up to they just didn't think to put it in terms of the writing or anything. Cause, so. Well, because it didn't fit, right? It didn't fit the whole plot. And then you've got another B-plot along with the other three B-plots, so. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so that's, that's the episode ends and the season ends with the Gilmore Girls running towards each other, both in love and happy, quote-unquote. <laughs> and the two troubadours coming to terms with the fact that I like. There's the main troubadour now, the auxiliary troubadour. Yeah. They were, they were, they were, they were cute together. They were, they were obviously. So I don't remember dinner with what happened to dinner with Emily and Richard this time. I don't remember that at all. I don't think there was one. Was there not one? I think they one of the few. I think they sat this one out. But I mean, really, make up for it with the next episode. But oh yes. Um. Cool. Uh. Let's see here. What was, uh, oh my gosh, I don't have my notes up, so now I'm forgetting what the order was. Yes, I think that's what we do next, right? Yes. Or favorite performance in the episode. Um, I I don't really like the wording, but I like. I like Lorelai's response in Mass Astro to Marion, where she goes through the whole thing of, you know, it's supposed to have a horse. And I, like, she just gets, she just gets a little bit, you know, too riled up. Yeah. And I like the performance. I don't know if I necessarily like the writing, mm. but I think she had a good mix of Lauren Graham, a good mix of feeling kind of bewildered and then also trying to make a point And then it just kind of runs away with her. Yeah. I like that. Um, but not necessarily the verbiage. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, my favorite performance was probably Luke because you see a little bit more of him as a character and he opens up a little more, especially about mm -hmm. stuff with Rachel. Mm -hmm. And even that scene at the end with him, like being frustrated and mad with Rachel uh, was pretty well done. Mm -hmm. I like that scene in terms of, like, yeah. you know, her being like, it's another girl. And he, you could tell he's like confused. He's like, what? And she's like, no, it's, you know, like you and Lorelai. Right. 
um, which I think was like a great reveal to him that like that's why mm-hmm. um, that she noticed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. obviously, and if he, you look at just his development over the whole season, it's pretty remarkable. You know, he's, I think, as an actor, he improved over the season, and also just the character too. So yeah. it's been a nice kind of character arc. So um, yeah. Because okay. you get a lot of him like growing as a person, and you know, mm-hmm. starting to kind of accept his feelings well a lot more. Yeah, right. He, yeah, right. He's he's just an all around cool dude, that Luke. Right. Um, but yeah, I did like his his performance, and then obviously the the scene with him and Max Medina was was pretty great. To, them just going back and forth, I I thought was great. It was a certain. Mm-hmm. It was a great sort of way to see these two men who obviously, yeah, they're they're pretty, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty like good with words. You know, I thought it was funny that you know mm-hmm. Max is an English teacher, but Luke's just a diner owner. But he was keep he was sparring pretty well with uh, Max. But Luke's smart. Yeah, Luke's really smart. I I'd like to know if we learn more about his backstory. Yeah, because he sounds like he's a pretty interesting character. Yep, for sure. Um least favorite performance I'm going I, the Rachel one I again I don't know if it's the actress or the words but I think that could have been executed differently mm. yeah and I can't tell you what it is but there's something about I thought you know this could have more punch to it or a little more something and but it doesn't so. it was for me either that or Tristan oh, I'm gonna go with Tristan because <laughs> I just don't like Tristan but well we have to first of all yeah we have to go with Tristan Although I did, uh, there was a little, little, little fun little nod in that in the scene when Dean and Rory reunite at the school, the song that's playing in the background is a song from PJ Harvey. So I thought that was a nice Oh, one. really? Yeah. I thought that was like a cool little nod. That oh, that's like, great. You know, they right. mentioned PJ Harvey so much and then they had a song from hers as they were reuniting. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, favorite reference i don't i don't remember any there were some that were kind of obscure yeah i can't there's none that really stuck out to me there was like one that was like with luke and lorelei they were going back and forth on the maverick or loner guys and like lorelei says lee harvey oswald and luke says john oh yeah yeah there was a few back and forth of like yeah, these guys that are loners and they're cool guys, but you know, Lorelai's telling them, I'm like, nah, not quite. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that reference. And then he's he makes some kind of mental health jab too. That was the only part I didn't like about Luke is that he made some mental health jab. I think like either this episode or the next one. I can't remember exactly what it was, but something about her being sent off to the hospital, or I can't remember. I can't even remember what exactly it was. But it's one of those things that I don't know if it would fly today. Which is probably a good thing it wouldn't fly today, but um, there's—I can't remember what he said, but it was something about her mental state and how she needed to be sent away or something. Maybe it's the next episode. Well, but, you know, the fact that you you can't recall it fully tells me that probably wasn't like you know like so bad that you were like, oh my gosh. I just gosh. remember my therapist. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, every time they they do a mental health thing, I go, oh my gosh. But because again, at the time of it, this show is now twenty years old. Yeah. I think it was more acceptable to make comments like that. I mean, and the, the stigma is still there, yeah. but I think that it's less now mm-hmm. on shows anyway. 
Um, but yeah, there's some mental health stuff said that I thought was kind of off. But again, knowing the time, yeah, it probably was acceptable. So yeah, I'm sure if they were to go back in retrospect, they would, you know, not say stuff like that. Um, I'm assuming they don't in the update that no. we're going to watch after the series is done. I mean, there, there's there's some stuff in the revival that's a little you know, questionable, but uh, we'll, right. we'll, we'll touch on that. Oh yeah, maybe that's the... how people talk. I don't know. Yeah, but the, the, I like I just like the pace of the dialogue. But that's Amy Sherman Palladino. Oh yeah, that's always great. Like even yeah, like that, yeah, just yeah. like Marvel vs. Weasel. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that scene with Luke and Max. Like again, that was a good example of it. They're just going back and forth. So, well, it's like choreography with words. It is. You know, yeah. it's really well done. And that's one of the things I like about her writing style is that it's very quick. And and that's real life, right? People talk over each other. Uh, yeah. So Look at us. We talk over each other sometimes. And it's just how... I totally are. never talk over you. <laughs> Were you we, we've gotten to... A I have no idea what you're talking about. Huh? We, what? We, and we just did it. We what? just did. But we're generally... Like, we, we've podcasted for a while now, so we have a pretty good like sense of each other's like speaking patterns and stuff. But yeah. Um, you're Canadian, I'm American, so you know we work it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We did what Trump. We figured out. Yeah. <laughs> you what? See that? We, we did what Trump can't, which is get Americans and Canadians to work together. So. Um, you know, I think we worked together for a while, though, right? But yeah, we, we needed to bring that back together, and we yeah. we did that single handedly or double handedly. I guess. Yeah. We did more than Biden has. No, Kitty. Anyways, um, favorite quote. No, don't pick up. Not no. nice. Grandpa Biden's good. Um, favorite quote. Mine from this episode was when Luke says, doesn't matter what time, I'll always be around. I like that one. I was like, yeah. I don't remember that either. Um, oh, I must have had like a Luke fog that rolled in. Was, um, I like the thing where Lorelai is basically like, yeah, just confuse him. And then he's not going to notice that I brought food. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> that great. One. Well, it was when it's just like there's her. her, She is no, she is like there's some rules that she wants to follow, and sometimes she just like forget it. Well, this was um, this was when Max and Luke were going at it, and this was when Max or when Luke was leaving, and he just you know said that as his last thing before he left. You know, just kind of left it on that note of yeah, doesn't matter what time, I'll always be around. And it was kind of like Mm. thrown as a little bit of shade to Max, kind of being like, yeah, I'm always gonna be here. But oh, yeah, yeah. Too, like it kind of played off like a little bit like to me, like just being like, yeah, he's always going to be there for Lorelai, you know, regardless of, you know, who she's dating or whatever. He's just always there for her. So I just feel like the whole thing with Max, too. We didn't really see much of their relationship. No, I, mean, I was they're just saying like almost was off camera, but it seemed it seemed like, oh, here's a guy she went out with a couple times and yeah. all of a sudden now they're getting married. It just. It just seemed like the relationship was not well flushed out. Maybe that was just the actor's availability or whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, there's well, not much chemistry between them. I mean, we're going to find out what happens with Max and Lorelai in season two. But, like, yeah, uh, uh-huh. I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they're they're definitely moving pretty quickly. But, you know, maybe maybe they haven't crossed their T's and dotted their I's yet. Um, now, I have not. This is the first time watching this, and I can tell you right now, they're not getting married, which is probably not a surprise to anyone that I just called that out. But I just have a feeling that's not going to fly. We'll we'll see. Um, mm. Some trivia. Uh, this is the last time we see Rachel. So, bye, Rachel. Oh, Rachel. really? Yeah, she doesn't appear. That's it. Oh, we hardly got to know her. Yeah, and she and Lala had such a nice friendship going. 
They did. She did serve the very important uh, purpose of showing Lorelai that in. So, um, yeah, she would plot along. So, yeah. yay, Rachel. Um, and- <laughs> I feel like we're just like, yeah, Rachel's gone. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Rachel. <laughs> uh, Adios. I mean, she has to get out of the way for Luke and Lorelai, obviously. So, you know. But Lorelai's getting married. So, that how is that going to happen? And wink, you know, wink. Who, who knows what other little hiccups are going to land their way. Because um, I think it's kind of unavoidable to, like, when you look at Luke and Lorelai, like, they are so unavoidably, like, attracted to each other. But, you know, is it as simple as them just getting together? I don't think so. I think that's what makes it interesting, too. It's like real life. You no. know, sometimes things get in right. the way. So. Um, and it's inconvenient. Yeah. Um. um I think we covered all the mental health stuff this episode. I can't really think of anything else, like aside from what you mentioned already. Just the just the manipulation part, like the whole Max thing. Just it. Yeah. It's like the grand gesture stuff. That just reeks of manipulation to me. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, he's trying to say yes. I'm listening to you, but there's something about it that just felt icky. And it's not just all the allergens at the end. Yeah, for sure. Concerned? No. But there's something about the, the the male character, with the exception of Luke. There's something about the male characters in the show, the way they're written. A lot of them seem kind of sketchy. Yeah, and I think there are some men in the show that are good. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we've right. We usually yet. don't see them as much on like Taylor, right? Like Taylor's get, has annoying times, and Kirk can be annoying, but they kind of are in the background. Yeah, it's interesting, like, with Taylor, because, you know, you can tell he's just kind of one of those guys that follows the rules. Like, there's nothing wrong with right. that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there can be some benefits to some, having someone he's like quirky. that. Yeah. Right. Like, um, he does, he's not going to hurt anybody. He just has his way of doing stuff. and Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you find that kind of endearing about him. Um, Unless so, he turns out to be slimy in one of the later episodes. Yeah. But. Um, so, why don't we rate the season... Well, rate this episode, but also rate the season, season as well. Okay. So what would you give this um, episode? I give this episode a seven. I thought it was okay, but not one of their best, but not one of the worst. And I give the whole season probably a seven. Because I know that you've told me that some of the later seasons are better. And since yeah. I saw the first episode of the next season, um, I would say that I'm, yeah, I'm sticking with a seven. Okay. What about you? Um... I will go with a seven for this episode as well. And I'm also going to go with a seven mm-hmm. for the season as well. It's good. It's just not us. great. Yeah, no, I was actually, th- funny enough, I was thinking that going into this, I was thinking like, this season's like a seven. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, but you're, you're using all these characters like we talked about. So it's part of it is, I mean, there's so many episodes where you're like, here's this person, this person, this person. And yeah. Sookie cooks and she cooks more and she cooks, you know, it's like, I get it. Yeah. But I get a lot of the exposition, a lot of it setting up characters. But yeah, I could, I think fewer B plots yeah. maybe would have helped. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. And less Tristan. Yeah. Well, 100% less Tristan is always a great thing. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to get rid of him eventually. Um, okay. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah. Well, eventually, Laura or uh, Rory uh, leaves, leaves Chilton. So, you know, when she leaves Chilton, bye bye, Tristan. Really? And yeah. Paris goes too? Maybe. Or maybe Paris leaves too. Maybe she just gets a whole bunch of new friends. We'll have to find mm. out. 
Um, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. I'm over at threegrenos.com. Gaslighting's her book. And then Talking Brains is her podcast. And uh, yeah, with that, we bid adieu to season one and say uh, bonjour to season two. Um, yes, I've watched season one. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now. Bye.